This is the Co-op Dojo Podcast. I'm the Bogolgi. I'm Mr. Game. And today we are talking about Tom Clancy's Wildlands, a game we spent countless hours exploring as we went all over Bolivia from, I think, in a, in a virtual space that's actually larger than the country of Bolivia. I am, I'm embarrassed about the amount of time we spent playing this game, to be honest with you. It's, it's a so, little staggering to so think about long. it. Yeah. Close to three digits, perhaps, I think. I mean, it's, it's, it's an insane number of hours to get to the end of that game. It is. And, I mean, it's not that you're playing because it gets better and better. It's just that you're playing because you want to beat it. You're almost mad at it, you know? You, you, wanna, you don't want it to win. You want to, you know... It's not the characters in the game, either. It's the game itself. You just, you know, it, it throws this massive world at you, and you just got to keep playing to try and get through it. But Yeah, you're right. I kept feeling like we're going to find something new or some sort of new gun or, or a new item that would be a game changer or some sort of new experience. And it really, it's largely unchanged from the beginning of the game. Like, the first missions you have are, are the same ones you'll be doing later, just with harder enemies. And so it's, it, it never really evolved to the point where I felt like it's worth the, the investment we made to, to see the end of the game. Yeah, it's it's strange how it never really ups the ante. I mean, it has thousands of guns that it throws to you, but none of the, none of the guns are really that different than each other. I'm not good enough with statistics to tell you know if it changed gameplay at all. It felt like they, it's marginal. Like it's yeah, may, it may take out a deep with one extra bullet, or it's just it's it's marginally better. And in it's very easy apparently to get the the best guns out of the gate uh, from from the start of the game, and then at that point you're right. It's sort of irrelevant to pick up any new gun after that because the guns never get any better. I don't think. I mean, not. I mean, there's the one sniper rifle, which which is great for knocking down helicopters, but after yeah. that, yeah. So I mean, so in the game, you you drive around Bolivia, you're taking down drug dealers, and there's like a couple dozen you have to you have to take out before you get to the main yeah. drug dealer. And most missions put you outside of you know facility of some kind. You've got to invade and and kill everybody. Uh, sometimes you got to get from place to place in a certain amount of time, but mostly it's you know just just targeting the space and going in and killing everybody. Well, like the description sounds fun. <laughs> like it sounds like it'd be a fun experience to play that game. It's just it's 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 you know I don't know eighty hours of that experience. And like you said, I mean the, the characters are, are sort of like they're they're interchangeable to me. Like I don't I don't like get the story. I don't like care a whole lot. So it's it's largely uninteresting. And it's 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 technically a polished, well designed mm-hmm. game. It's just it's just not fun to play. It's just a grind to get through. I, I mean, I think that one of the biggest problems is how vulnerable you are throughout the game. Like, you, yeah, you can be killed point. quickly, and it's really hard to get someone back alive. If you die, then, you know, your partner cannot get you up before they get killed, too. You, you're very vulnerable throughout the whole thing. Well, there's this weird mechanic about leveling up your, your, your uh, revive timer. So when you die, you have, like, a minute where you kind of just warm around the That's ground. Right. You, can't, you, can't, you can't get out of the sequence. You just have to die slowly after a minute. But if somebody gets you within a minute, you, you can come back. Um, but in cooperative and multiplayer, you can just lay on the ground. Like you, do, you know, after the minute's over, you can just stay there. And so there's there's really no penalty for that minute. You can stay there as long as you want, or you can hit the button and re- respawn close to your team and, and get back into the action. So, but you you can level it up to have a longer time to writhe around in the ground, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because ultimately, like the the times that it's it's painful is like when I crash a helicopter a long ways away from you, and like the, you can't get to me. I'm just going to die on top of this mountaintop alone, and I have to wait a full <laughs> minute for it to, for that time to pass. And my options is to expand that time timer to get like a minute and a half. I don't want it. I want it to be shorter, if anything. And so this weird kind of backwards mechanic for leveling. I, mean, I think it made more more sense in single player. 
that you want longer time for your CPU you know, people to get to you and revive you. So otherwise, the game just reloads. Yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, so there's yeah. this weird mechanic where it, when you die, it gives you like a clock and then for your partner to get to you. But if your partner doesn't make it to you in that clock, it just leaves you there. And so your partner can get to you later and get you up and it's has, if nothing happened. And then, or after the clock runs out, you can hit a button to respawn, but you're going to respawn across the globe and after you work your way you back. Could. Yeah, it's, it's, you're nowhere close to the action. And by the time you get back, your partner's probably dead already um you you're you're good at the game you're able to stay alive but yeah it, it's it's a crazy it's a strange it's a strange strange mechanic once you realize that there is no hurry to get to your partner it's other than to have them help you it really takes all the pressure off trying to get to them before time runs out now to I mean, be fair i i did have some fun times when i, I, had, yeah. I had good times infiltrating some of the bases early on I think marking the the cpu players and the computer the enemies and and, and tagging them and uh, especially in single player, it's a very different mm-hmm. experience. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit, but uh, you know, there there's a fun kind of core mechanic to play. But again, it it wears out within the first like five or six hours. You don't have a different experience after after that. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it. The most fun to me was the drones. Like you, most places you yeah. park outside of, you send a drone over, just like you did in Watch Dogs Two, and you know yeah. the drone spans it spies on people for you, and you can power it up so it explodes or has an you know, EMP charge on it, stuff like that, and that's that's kind of fun, but. Oh, that's I mean, that's, that's I, playing the Ghost Recon games historically on the Xbox, the Advanced Warrior games. Stuff, that was a big component of those as well. You have like these kind of futuristic technologies, and the time drones are sort of new still. And this is you know late two thousands and stuff. And it was fun to have that there and have some kind of special you know abilities like that. And I really enjoyed kind of the tactical nature of those those experiences of those games. And the, I think yeah, I recall those games having a pretty you know interesting narrative and story as you played it, and kind of escalating stakes and everything else. This is just free for all kind of open world game that's ridiculously massive like it, it's so big and i don't understand that the level of detail there it's just so unnecessary yeah i mean we were talking about this it's, it's kind of like mass effect and drama is the same way you have these big massive worlds but you have no incentive to explore them there's really nothing to yeah. find there's really nothing all that interesting to do you, you can you can drive around all day and see it's beautiful but uh another thing that with with wildlands i feel like there's a couple of beautiful places that are different but we didn't spend a lot of time there for the most part it's in that central you know uh, mountainy area and then every now and then you go to like some dunes or you go to some other areas it's cool to know they're there but for the most part it's in that central area but i, I don't know right now i feel like we're having a lot of games or at least these two i can think of that that are have these massive worlds but uh, that are much bigger than they need to be a lot more detailed than they need to be i wish they'd spend more time making the game fun before they you know gave us this big world to play in <laughs> yeah i mean so did you did you not have any, did you not like the game at all or what, what was your take at the end of the day like was it worth playing in your, your opinion well i mean i think there's such a darth you know there was so few cooperative games right now especially games yeah. with any weight to them and, and if you're looking for a game that like we can play it while we're talking about other things or we can play it just kind of pick it up and put it down it's, it's really kind of it's not a bad game for that it, it reminds me of watchdogs too that way like i'm really not that invested in what's going on but it's fun to pick up and play through and much like Watch Dogs 2, you get killed right away if you get into trouble. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these Ubisoft games are so similar. Like, this felt to me a lot like Far Cry 4. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, you know, looking at, at, at encampments and bases and taking them over. It's just, you know, that game a lot more kind of character to it. And the Far Cry series is a lot more fun to play. And, and, and the gameplay, the gunplay is a little more fun. These guns, like you said, are, are largely the same when you, when you play with them. So it's really hard to kind of tell you tell differences you play the game like so it doesn't really evolve much i did like as we played it some of the, the glitches we saw and i actually welcomed those whenever <laughs> they did happen and that was yeah. that was fun that like we had a sequence where a caravan was coming around the corner and the caravans is such a heavy component of this game there's caravans all the time they always want you to hijack them or you know just tag a truck and get points for your leveling up mechanic but one of the times like a caravan we're waiting for got stuck and we sent drones around the corner to see what's going on and the, the jeep 
was him all in, impaled on the truck behind him. Yes. Like the truck was like looked like it's ingesting the Jeep. Yeah. Like the, the, the CP players are sitting in the Jeep like there's nonplus. Like, nothing's <laughs> happening. Don't acknowledge this moment. And we're just gonna stare at it like for like maybe thirty seconds, and then the Jeep just popped out. Started yeah. driving like nothing happened. <laughs> but that it's every now and then they'd be like, you know, I think every every two or three times we play, it'd be some weird glitch, like a helicopter just bounce off the ground and fly up in the sky wildly, or something random. And I, I'd welcome that. And, and and I'm not sure if it's a glitch, but seems to always be exploding. Yeah, there's yeah, always, always explosions. Always, yeah. I, I don't understand. It's always explosions that arise. There's no you know, red barrels or, or you know, anything happening. Just bombs are blowing up all the time. Which yeah. Is, it's, it's weird. It's like some sort of you know, 1990s view of L.A. from the future. Like, Demolition <laughs> Man or something. Like, yeah. Everything's on fire and blowing up all the time. Like, really? Like, this is this is the Bolivia you, you think is happening right now? Well, yeah. Somebody's having much more fun wherever that's going on than we're having <laughs> where we're going on. This game really probably yeah. could have used some kind of element like Destiny where you can wander into other groups doing things or you can wander yeah. into other... I mean, maybe that would have been a little bit better. But I also think if you're going to have game, got a lot of gunfights, you kind of get away from this Grand Theft Auto mechanic where cover is really hard and aiming is really hard and you die right away <clears throat> like that that makes sense in like a grand theft auto game maybe or my or watchdogs but here it's just painful because you're killed all the time and you have to yeah. restart or you have to play really conservatively to avoid getting killed and it's just you don't want to play a game like this really conservatively why was far cry 4 so much fun and this game wasn't you know I, far cry 4 had a lot of the same kind of things but I think the better weapons were better. I think the you know like in the animals maybe I'm not sure what it was, but we had a lot more fun playing Far Cry Four than we did this game. Yeah, and it's the same experience. You you get to a base, you try to be as stealthy as possible and kill as many people as you can, and then eventually you know all things go go haywire. Yeah. And you you have to just go, just go guns blazing. You try to take out the alarms, but they go off. The backup shows up. It's it feels very similar. But I think the first person component, I mean, Far Cry's engine's a little bit sharp. Maybe the same engine for all I know, but it feels a little sharper. You're a little yeah. more mobile, and you can you can you know stealth kill people faster if you're ninth. And it just it just feels a little more kind of nimble as as an experience, a little more fun to play. And this is kind of the walking take simulator of like Splinter Cell. And that's it's kind of third person view of these games like. The division, where it's just it's just not as much fun sometimes to play these games. I mean, they're 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 good in their own right, but third person to third, first person, I think first person you know normally wins out, you know, hands down. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I mean, again, it's it's I I don't want to say it's a bad game. It's just not as good a game as I feel like it could have been. And well, it's 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 it'd be it'd be a better game if it wasn't so long. I think it's yeah. too long. If it didn't overstay its welcome by you know sixty hours, like if it was a twenty hour oh. contained game. Well, and yeah, I was thinking also if they had, you know, I always thought people would incorporate the nemesis system into their games and have it yeah. be that if you killed one guy, other guys would take over. This game really could have used something like that with all these drug dealers and, and all these, you know, sub bosses you got to kill. If killing yeah. one, if the sequence you killed the men affected the gameplay, that would be that would add a lot of replayability and can make it real interesting, but. Well, like Crackdown had that. Like, yeah. Like, you're killing down the, the mob bosses, took out some of the enemy types you fight later on. This doesn't happen here at all. Like, this is just the same experience throughout. Yeah, no matter what you do, it's going to be the same experience throughout. I did I did enjoy, like, this is like, for me, is it a while ends? It's more like just helicopter crashing simulation. <laughs> yes. you, you crash so many helicopters in this game. It's, it's insane. You get to the point where you unlock the ability of spawning helicopters to get around. And we just did that nonstop. Like yeah, take a helicopter, helicopter, crash it somewhere wildly to the next base, and just we, we left the, the whole landscape littered with destroyed helicopters. Yeah, I believe you today, and it is just covered in default in defunct helicopters after <laughs> after we visited. That's true. <laughs> well, so it got me thinking about other kind of games like this. We mentioned Far Cry Four. I think a lot of the games that are that are better to play cooperatively, just just nearly not necessarily unplayable, maybe close to unplayable. But I, for me, this is this is one of them. Far Cry lately has been kind of that, that experience. I think Saintro, I'd argue, is sort of a, a cooperative-only sort of experience at this point. I mean, it's it started out being sort of a unique kind of extreme case of Grand Theft Auto, and it's it's evolved to have a really 
you know, just it's, it's gotten crazier and crazier, but the, the cooperative mechanic of it is it makes it worth playing, I think, all the way through. That's Mickey Mac because Agents of Mayhem, right, is going to be not cooperative, oh, and so gosh. it's like a very big... it up? Yeah. How, how do you, <laughs> oh, my God. How do, how do you screw that up? Like, that's the obvious thing. Yeah. Um, it needed yeah. to be cooperative. Yeah, I agree. Saints Row, I wouldn't play by myself because it's not... I, of course, I don't really like those open world games, like Grand Theft Auto kind of games anyway, but, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's not much fun, but it's much more fun with a partner. Yeah, okay. that and Destiny, I think, is similar for me. Like, it's a fun experience, but it's so much better with with partner or, or team, or whatever. It's just a different game completely. Yeah, you know, I put also. the division on this list also. Like, I, uh, that's probably yeah. an obvious one, but I, I can't imagine trying to crank the division by yourself. Like, you, you need people to play with because it's it's such it, it's good, what but it's a grind. Life at that point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just gonna look yourself in the mirror, like, what did I just do? Yeah. Sixty hours playing the division, single like, player. Life is, you know, not infinite. I'm gonna die someday. I, I, the hours I spent playing <laughs> the division by myself. <laughs> I'm going to regret those hours. Yeah. Well, see, I, I have a series of other games like, I think, Dead Island, Daylight, yeah. Dead Rising, Left 4 Dead 2. If you're killing, like, more than, like, 100 zombies, it has to be a cooperative experience. Like, you can't, can't really be a single-player experience for these games. And that's what the problem with State of Decay. Like, I'm so glad State of Decay has figured this out for its sequel and, like, a cooperative game. But yeah. if, you're, if you're in a zombie, just annihilation game, it's got to be cooperative. Yeah, I think that's true. I, except uh, if it's hardcore plot. Like, like I think Last of Us is kind of a zombie game to me. Oh, or yeah. um, what's the one coming out with the running zombies? Um is that well, you know what I'm talking about? We're, we're, we've seen the the previews where like you just it's just hundreds of zombies chasing the guy around. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Dead up. by Dawn, I think, or something. I forget what it is. But if, if it's a zombie game with a hardcore plot, then yes. But otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, you're totally right. If you're killing lots of zombies, you really want a buddy in there with you to, <laughs> to, to do that as well. Uh, I would I put the Lego games on there. Like Lego has these yeah. infinite titles, but try playing one of them by yourself, and you'll just want to kill yourself. They're they're, they're so. <laughs> I mean, it's just just walk around, smash, walk around, smash, walk around, smash. Like if you're not playing with a buddy, it, it's no fun at all. It, it's not a whole lot of fun with a buddy, but uh, some of them anyway. But but Lego's a good, it's a great relationship game. Like that's yes. how you can play with your partner. It works really well with that sort of thing. Yeah, you with know, someone who doesn't play a lot of games, but will play mm-hmm. that game, or someone younger than you, or or you know, yeah, it's younger than you. Yeah, of course. yeah. Those are those things are that's great, but. <laughs> Uh, any other situation, absolutely not. The other one I had in my list was a classic Toe Jam and Earl, which is a lot of fun cooperatively, but not a whole lot of fun by yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> had to go back to like Joe and Mac and all the other games that are better cooperative a long, long time ago. But that, yeah, that's fun. Or Chippendale Rescue Rangers for the NES. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good example. It was a great cooperative game. Or mm-hmm. a Double Dragon Two for the NES. That was well, okay. That was, I like that, but you could always kill each other real easily in that game. So. You could, you could, you could. Fun game. Well, speaking of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, some other series that's come back lately that's in the press right now and I, I was caught off guard by this I, I saw it at Comic Con for the first time I was unaware it was happening but so DuckTales is back yeah and you know seminal show of my childhood most people's childhoods um, you know with, with an incredible cast of people um, behind the show yeah uh, have you, you had a chance to check it out so far yeah I watched it this morning what do you think? I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I kind of missed the other animation, but but you know once you adapt to the style, I think it's it's a really it's a fun show. The, car, the characters are really fun to watch. Um, they're very different than they were on the previous show, except for Scrooge seems largely largely the same. But yeah, I was I was really enthusiastic about it. I think I like David Tennant a lot, so having him as Scrooge um, yeah. kind of lessens the blow of his name is Alan Young not being there, but mm-hmm. um, but he's he's great in the role. Um, and and was he, was he too? Too soft as Scrooge, you think? Like I was, I was concerned. Like he's—they've softened his image a bit. He's not as, as kind of uh, I don't know, greedy or, or, or 
you know, mean-spirited about his money. He's a little more, like, he's, he's really favorable towards the nephews by the end of the, the first episode, like One Segment Adventures. And I, I kind of remember being more reluctant to do that in the previous show for some reason. But. Well, yeah, when DuckTales launched, it had that really good, like, five-episode movie that they would yeah. show where, where he goes from being just not liking them at all to, to being a big fan of theirs, and uh, or we closer to them anyway. And so I think they, they, they took a lot longer to transition. This was one episode, really, and he's pretty close to his nephews, or maybe two episodes where he's, he's really, at least the first two they've shown, uh, he gets really close to them at the end. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. He's he's a little softer. He also seems a lot more uh, like quick to fly off the handle, like a lot more, um, you know, like a lot less, you know, a lot less balanced than the previous Scrooge was. I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about a little bit about how they're going to characterize him. But I'm, I have a lot more concerns about other things. Like I didn't realize when the first show was on, I was like, I kind of didn't like that Donald Duck was gone. But now that he's there mm-hmm. all the time, I don't know that I like that either because he's <laughs> he's really hard to understand. Uh, he is right. Like yeah. as I thought. Is it, if I just got older, like I don't understand what he's saying. I like, used to understand it somewhat. I understand it at all, but it's really hard to understand now. Yeah, he he fly, he also gets angry really fast over stupid things. I don't know how he managed to raise three kids by himself. That seems like a miracle. And and I don't know. I mean, because Launchpad McQuack kind of filled in that role in the original series. Now both of them are there, so I don't know what their dynamics going to be either. Like how how do how do what do the two of them do? You know, I guess Launchpad flies things and he hangs out with the kids, but. Before they, you know, it made sense. Launchpad was there to fill in the kind of older guy role, or kind of you know, yeah. the, kind of the, that father figure or adult male. But with him there too, it seems like uh, he kind of unbalances the cast a little bit. Yeah, I'm curious where it goes. I mean, I, I, I think the, the you know, getting the, the nephews a little more, you know, just disparate personalities is interesting. I'm glad they're doing that. It gives yeah. them something to do. And I, again, the cast is just outstanding. I think I, I'm, I'm impressed with, with you know. All the all the cast so far. I think it's I, we did not get a chance to hear Jim Rash as Jared Gearlus yet, or you know Lin Manuel Miranda or Allison Janney. They're in the cast later on, but not in the first pilot episode. But I mean the nephews being you know Danny Putty from Community and Ben Schwartz from, from Parks and Rec and Bobby Monahan from SNL for years and years. Like that that's that's good. On top of David Tennant and, and everything else they're doing. Like they're doing the really good things in the show so far. Yeah, I tend to agree, and I think that um, with that, yeah, I'm a little concerned about how, how they're characterizing some other things. I'm also a little concerned about if they're going to do something with the kid's mother. Like, I don't know where that's going. Like, oh, I, I, that could be a little too heavy for the show. Yeah, it's like that, there is some kind of bizarre history where their mother is gone, and also Donald's mother is gone, or something like that, because everyone's everyone's else's uncle. And so it's like, like what is the family here? And it kind of is hinted at with a brief show of a family tree, but I, yeah. I don't really know. You know, what what's the story going to be there? Did Donald? kill her or did someone else kill <laughs> is that where he's always in the room did Mickey kill her did, I don't know like is that what the Darkwing Duck was going to cross over later on is he going to solve this mystery for it like I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about how they're going to play that in um, uh, I will watch that show that that's <laughs> yeah, like yeah but yeah, so that, that that kind of stuff I'm, I'm a little bit you know, I'm, I'm hesitant if they go that way but I think overall it's hard not to be enthusiastic about the show it looks like it's a lot of fun uh, I think it's Adventure Time starts winding down. It'll be fun to have yeah. a, another cartoon to, to turn in, to tune into, even though it, it does rely a little more on nostalgia. I'm looking forward to kind of it, it settling its own characters into place pretty soon. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's it, they've already renewed for a second season, right? Like they already have a yeah. I think that's right. Two seasons ready to go. Yeah, and that's great. yeah, even if I'm not liking, yeah, you know, if the plot takes a while, the, the actors are doing such a great job with the characters that I think it, it'll, it'll be worth watching for at least the first season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Besides that, I wanted to talk about Hellblade a bit. I'm oh, sure yeah. you get a chance to check this one out yet. This is, I mean, it's a new game. We'll, we'll talk about it more on the site this week with review, and I may want to think about this for next week's podcast as well. But I, I'm very impressed with this game so far. And 
Uh, it got a lot of press for kind of the psychosis element of it, which is interesting. One of the, the bigger things, I'm not sure if it's kind of spoiler territory, but I'm going to bring it up with you. I'm not sure if you read this yet, but it has mm. a very unique uh, kind of permadeath mechanic that got a lot of press when it first came out four or five days ago. So the game is feels kind of like a Dark Souls game, uh, very, very narrative-focused. Uh, from the guys that did Enslaved and Heavenly Sword, but you know more Slave. It's it's very it's it's surprisingly polished kind of experience for the type of game that it is, and you know visually I think it's the best looking game I've seen on the console like ever. I think it's wow. outstandingly well designed. It's very very pretty to watch. Um, production values are top notch. There's a ton of really creative ideas around kind of omnidirectional mics. You have voice in your head. You can hear from around. You have surrounds that you hear from around your room as, as they're talking to you and, ta- and taunting you as you as you play the game. And uh, a lot of visual kind of you know glitches and hallucinations you see throughout the game. One of the things I really liked about it is this permadeath mechanic. And again, spoilers a little bit. So the game warns you as you start, once you get to the first place you can actually die, that you will actually die in the first part. It's designed to kill you. But they, when you come back, it warns you. Like, text comes on the screen saying, like, as you die more and more, you'll be more and more corrupted. And once the corruption reaches your head, your game, you'll lose your game. And we'll, we'll delete all your save files as well. So it's a permadeath mechanic after you die a number of times. So it really messes you up that you take every fight after that very seriously. And as I'm playing the game, it felt like a very intense Dark Souls game. Like, really impressive story, really well designed. But I'm thinking, like, you know, because it's so tough, I can't imagine all gamers are going to be able to play this thing. It's, it's a little too tough for gamers to get through. Um, so I got to the end, and then I, I kind of went back to say, like, well, I died maybe ten times to play this game. How many times could I really die? And I've looked it up since, and I think even though the, the press four or five days ago was like the permadeath thing is so game-changing, so, so tough, reality is we're starting to learn you really can't lose your save files. Like, it's actually no. not there. It just messes with you as you play it. It makes the game feel a lot more intense as you start it, that it warns you about that. It makes every fight seem very, very drastic and serious, but you really can't, that doesn't actually happen. Like, people have tested it, they've died 50 to 100 times. It doesn't actually ever restart the game, but it hmm. messes you up when you start playing it. You think this is the stakes are higher of a game. It's, it's like a six or seven hour game, so you hate to lose all that progress. We really can't, and so you, you, it, it feels very intense. You play it. The reality is, that there, there are some training wheels there. You're not actually going to have that experience. So it's, it's I feel, still think it's really worth playing. It's a very interesting game to see, but I was I was impressed by the mechanic. It sort of messed uh, gamers up for the last week when the first came out. People were really worried about that that idea. That's fascinating. Yeah, I'll check it out this week, and let's talk about it next week. That, that does sound really interesting. And I normally I hear permadeath, and I I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't have time to mess around with a game that's going to exactly. just say, forget you, you got to start all over again. It's like, no, I'm just done then. But yeah. it's not the case here. And I've warned you that it makes you think that, but it's not the case. Like, it, it's worth checking this game out. It's really worth. But we'll, we'll talk about it more next time. All right, that sounds good. All right, that's it for the Club Dojo podcast for this week. 